Good morning. Welcome to the Gathering Place podcast. I am Pastor Todd. This week, Pastor Byron is preaching a message to edify the church. I hope you are edified as well. And now, Pastor Byron. To give our New Year's message, that you would bless him, anoint his mind, anoint his mouth to speak your heart to us, and let our ears be open to hear what you are wanting to say to us this morning, Holy Spirit. We invite you to be here. We ask you to move and let us draw closer to you and let us catch a vision for you in 2024 uh, through Byron's message today. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. How y'all doing? Let's have a better good. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a first, our first Sunday message at TGP. It's my first message to the church, 80 years old. And, and I'm excited about that because of what prophetically God has told me. But what we're going to hear is the accumulation of weeks of God speaking to me in dreams and sharing in my heart. And uh, like Twyla was singing this morning, a little phrase from a song, I want to hear you, Lord. I want to hear you, Lord. God, we all want to hear, don't we? We all want to hear, and we all all want to be encouraged by what we hear. And uh, so uh, right at the end of the message, if, if God is talking to you about this year coming up, or for any other thing, a prophetic word for each other or whatever, I want you to have your ears open, not only while you're hearing the message, but to hear from him, because I think this year coming up is going to be very significant, as you'll hear from what God has spoken to me over weeks. But before we start this, uh, uh, you know, it says in the word, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And that's an amazing thing, and that's for all of us to understand as we seek Jesus, Jesus is the key person for us to meet with daily and come together as a family to understand his presence is here. His presence in our our life is here, and it doesn't leave us and come back. It's all the time. So I I was... Headed for home, I, boy, it was really tough to be off of work for two weeks and go back to work. I think, you know, it was uh, last week, I had to go back to work on Monday, and and uh, and it was, no, Tuesday. I, I thought in my mind I got to go back to work Monday, but that was New Year's Day. I, I was so relieved when Peter and my wife said, you don't have to go to work, it's New Year's Day. Woo! So Tuesday I went to work. And, uh, and, and then I was leaving work to go home, and I said to myself, you know, when you get 80 years old, sometimes your feet dry up a little bit. So, <laughs> so I've been going every six or eight weeks to have a pedicure where they'll cut my toenails and put all the cream and all that stuff on there. I was heading home, and I said I was going to go to Libertyville, and where I normally go, but very rarely there's a place right down the block from where I work. I drove by that place, and I said I made a U-turn and came back. I said, I think I'm supposed to be here. You know, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So I went in there. Do you all have an opening? They said, Oh yeah, yeah. They called the person from the back. 
and Sophia came out. Sophia, when she, as soon as she saw me, I haven't seen this lady for probably over six months. And she comes up to me, and she looks at me, two times, two times. I can I try to make an Asian accent. Two times, two times, two times. I said, what is going on? What in the world is she talking about? Two times, two times. And she was all excited. So she put me in the chair and started the hot water going. I put my feet in there and all that. And she said, two times, two times. First time, first time, I told you I had great pain in my shoulder and my back. And you prayed and all pain left. Now, two time. Now, two time. You know, sometimes, sometimes you and I never, and it's okay if we never know how God used us. But, you know, God sometimes allows us to find out what happened when we did acts to bring him glory. So, 2024, God has been speaking to me for weeks, weeks, and, I, and I've been kind of excited about sharing this message, but I want you, key to what you're going to hear, it's about the church, not only our church, I believe it's global, keep strong, have faith, no reason to faint. Keep strong, have faith, there's no reason to faint. Because I think we have a year ahead of us that could be a lot of traumatic things happening. Now let's look at the word, what it says. And, and we know every, every week, that go, every day that goes by, every week that goes by, every month that goes by, we're approaching the day of the Lord, Right? So, what does it say in 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5? But mark this. I mean, I, I think that said, mark this. Put it in your mind. Put it in your heart. Understand what I'm about to say. Mark it down. Put it in your spirit. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boastful. Proud abrasive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without any self-control, but lovers of, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power. Have nothing to do with such people. Now, that, we're starting out with that. That's kind of, mark that, mark that. And God says, we're going to find out God has a survival plan in entering into that environment. God has a survival plan for entering into that environment. And, it, and it, it's, it's not so much 
alienated from from these kind of things because we're we're gonna go headlong. Years ago, years ago, I I shared with this church, and I didn't know that we were so close to prophetically happening, but I said. Those who are believers in Jesus and those in the world are headed for a collision. And very well, it, it could be, we're going to see, I believe we're going to see somewhat of that manifestation in this year, 24. That the, the darkness is going to collide with light. And it's going to be uh, something to behold, but something that you're going to hear that we will be sustained. We will be sustained. And you know, some of what we just heard, some of it is even going to creep into the church. But I think mostly it's going to be from those without any faith and without any knowledge of who God is. Matthew 24. For in those days the flood... People will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them away. Now that is how it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. So we just read from Timothy all the, the world thinking is all going to be against God and his anointed. But yet, there's going to be in the environment some suddenlies. Suddenly. And I'm trying to tell our church, keep strong, have faith. It's not a place to faint. Now, let's look at Noah. Let's go back to Genesis and see what that environment that what the environment was, what Jesus was talking about, like in the days of Noah, it says, And the Lord saw how great wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of thought of the human heart was only evil all the time. Imagine entering into an environment when we're surrounded with people that are only thinking bad thoughts. Yet we're going to hear God is a God that has a plan for you and I to go through what could be very traumatic times. Luke 21, people will faint from terror apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Now, when Jesus was referring to that, people will faint. He's not talking about you and me. He's not talking about you and me. He's talking about these people with evil thoughts continually. We're talking about people with unforgiveness and Children disobedient to their parents. All of this stuff that we found in Timothy, all this activities going on in the hearts of men, they will faint. But we will not. We will not. Now we get into the good news. I'm glad we don't have to base a whole message on what's coming 
and what's possibly coming. But we can now be encouraged and lifted up. I've said this often. Do you know who you are? Do you know who is yours? We belong to the most powerful force in the universe, Jesus sitting on the throne. So whatever happens, we have hope continually burning in our hearts. Now, let's switch gears. We need, our ears need to hear what we are and who we are and what he says about who we are. We, re we remember, this is in 1 Thessalonians, we remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor promoted by love, and your endurance inspired by the hope in Jesus Christ our Lord. I've all said, you know, who, know who's really important here on Sunday morning? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. The one we, we put our, all our work and all our activity is all about who he is. And, and, and he, he desires to build in our community, not our community, but the community of saints throughout the world, a labor promoted by love. You know, it's, it's very important. You know, that's, that's one of the only commands that Jesus ever gave before he went to the cross to complete his destiny. He said, here's what I command you to do. Love God and love each other. We, I tell you, in 2024, this church is amazing how we love each other. And I want... I want to see that growing, our love for him and our love for each other. Very important. Then in 2 Thessalonians, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all, love all, all of you have for one another is increasing. I tell you, is this body, and I pray for the body of Christ, love for each other needs to be growing and increasing. Very important. Very important. Because when, 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 when turbulent times comes, our love for Jesus needs to be intact. Why? Because you, you and I, by our own strength, is not gonna be, we're not going to be able to face opposition unless we have a total knowledge how greatly we're loved and favored. As that's growing, uh, the obstacles will not be, uh, not be a problem to, to get through. But what is the product? What is the product? What is the product? of our growing love and affection for Jesus. The byproduct is love and affection for each other. It just happens. It just happens. When, when, we, when we walk away from the knowledge of how greatly we're loved and favored, it's going to be a little more difficult to love each other. 
Because love starts by knowledge of he loved us first. Then we can be instruments of his love to others. Titus 1. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further, further the faith of God, select, and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness. In the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. Very, very important in entering turbulent times. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, knowledge that leads to godliness, hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. Um, Knowledge of the truth. I'm going to kind of be repeating things. You, you and I need to raise up our hope and confidence of how much you're loved. Raise that up. It's, uh, it's not focusing on when we disappointed him. It's focusing on his unconditional love for each and every one of us. Case in point, I'm going off my notes now. Peter, Peter, uh, the, this, this amazing person that had a lot of energy and a lot of self-confidence in the, in the moment when Jesus was about to pay the price for all of us, he totally collapsed and failed and denied he even knew him. Three times. After his resurrection, Jesus was cooking a nice breakfast. And Peter, recognizing who it was, jumped off his boat and couldn't wait to get in his presence. Hey guys, let's have an expectation every day that we can't wait to get into his presence. They all gathered around the fire. He served them some Nice fish. And then he began, Peter, do you love me? See, it's key, key for us to know how much Jesus loves us. And again, Peter, do you really love me? Peter, Peter, do you love me? Notice, three times he failed. Three times Jesus affirmed to him his love for him. He never fails. He never fails. James 1. Consider it a pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. There's many kinds of trials. And 24 may have its, our hands full with trials. But do you ever think about counting the joy when that happens? I don't. Always. Sometimes I, fo I, don't, I get, get my, my focus kind of goes off somewhere until I refocus and say, yes, God's word says, God's word declares to me that if I'm going through a difficult time, start rejoicing. Partly, 
in the difficult times you and I will go through, that's the times for character building. So why would we want to resist that? God is developing my character. God is making me strong in my weakness. God is developing the person he wants me to be. And then it says, uh, and then because, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete. I love this. Not lacking anything. Yes, be strong, have faith. It's not a time to faint. God, even in the most difficult times, wants to show you how his strength. You, you know what? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's found in people in the Old Testament and the New Testament. You and I will set, us, will set ourselves up for failure when we say, I can handle it. No, 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 no. The fact, the truth of the matter is you can't handle it. But his strength is perfected in our weaknesses. It's a wonderful thing that God would tell us that you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it, man, but you know what? Change your focus, change your, how, get to know how much I love you so much and so greatly and experience me stepping into your issue and showing you how strong I am. Not you showing him how strong you are. Big difference. First Peter. I had to get First Peter in there. I, I was going through all these verses and God Holy Spirit was just thinking, I said, what about First Peter, man? I love First Peter. So I, I threw in First Peter. First Peter 1. God's elect exiled and have been scattered about. Um, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God and Father through the sanctifying work of the Spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace, peace, peace. Be yours in abundance. Very important. Do you ever think of yourself as God's elect? That God so loved you out of all his creation when you were a little baby and, you're, you're, and, and your, your mother was raising you and all of a sudden God, God sees you for who your potential is? And I, and I can't help, in, in reading this, and I love the book of First Peter, that, that his elect, that that how God, even in my own own life, in my own life, here I was raised by in a Greek family and a Greek Orthodox faith, and and in that faith, they, the priest uh, baptizes you as a little baby, and it was time for my baptism. And and it's a, and if you ever want to read about Eastern Orthodox, it's very beautiful. This the thing baptism starts outside the church. You come inside the church. And your old clothes are stripped off, you're baptized, and new clothes are put on. Very, very symbolically beautiful. But what horrified my parents was as the priest was going to baptize me, he looked at the godfather because they, they assigned a godfather. 
I always say, Father got her. But the <laughs> Father, Godfather. And, and he asked the Godfather, what's the name of the child? And they changed my name. And my parents, what, what just happened here? They changed my name from, from George to, to Byron. And, and my parents said, yikes, baptize Byron in the name of Jesus. They ran downtown Chicago, went to there, and had my, my birth certificate changed. It was more, at least for my parents, it was more important that my legal name matched my name baptized. Than it was very important to them that they both were the same. So if you look at my, at my birth certificate, my old name crossed out, handwritten new name, and that went in my Social Security. Everything's tied up to my new name, Byron. But you know what? I never knew. I never knew that when that godfather changed my name, and later in life, I, I, we, we were challenged to look up the meanings of our name, and the meanings of our name. And, and I, I thought, wow, what is it? The bear guarding over the cottage? It's an old English name. Truly, a pastor, a pastor of a church will be that bear guarding over its flock. And I take it very seriously to, to, to intercede for all of you and, and, and take that place that God has assigned me by name to guard the cottage, to look after the cottage. And you know, one of the things is I've said in the past, God deliver us from a vain imagination. You know, that, that's su such a destructive tool the enemy uses. God wants to feed truth into our brains. The enemy wants to feed lies into our brains. And, and we'll have a vain, a vain imagination means you're thinking something that's not true. And I, and I pray for this church that we, we would have truth running through our veins, that we'll know what God is saying to us, and, and we will be delivered from thoughts that are not true, that only comes from the enemy. Only comes from the enemy. And then it says uh, that uh, according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled in his blood. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. Remind ourselves how much we're loved. Remind yourself when you're going through a difficult time that you are precious as in sight, that you are loved by the Almighty, that nothing, nothing can tear you away from his love. His love has been finalized when he shed his blood on the cross. Then, then, what, what, what happens then when your focus is on God's love and forgiveness? Grace and peace will be yours in abundance. Are we living in that abundance? Two key things here. Grace, grace means that you're not going to get blessed by God just because you're perfect. That's what that means. Unmerited favor. 
So often, I go, sometimes I go through, I, I feel like I'm a disappointment. I say, how, you ever go to that place? How could God love me? Then I have to go full circle. But he does. But he does, because I've been sprinkled with his blood. I know who he is. And now, first, grace, unmerited favor is mine. And the peace that passes understanding. Your understanding grace has to supersede peace. Because if you don't understand his grace, peace could leave. Because it's not about you and me. It will never be about you and me. It's all about him and who he is. Second John. Grace, mercy, and peace from our God and Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. And that's what we've been talking about this pretty much all this time. When you know the truth, when you know the truth of who Jesus is and hold on to that truth and grab that truth and have that pounding in your heart, that that truth and 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 the, in that truth, the truth comes out that we are loved unconditionally. Not like we do with each other. Sometimes our love is conditional. Come on, you've been there, right? But God's love is unconditional. That's the truth. That's the truth. And, and who are we going to? Who says Jesus? Who says Jesus? That so has to be preeminent in this place. Who is that Jesus? He's the Father's Son. Think about it. He's the Father's Son. The God of all creation. He's the Father's Son. Wow. He's the Father's Son. And because of Jesus, guess who you are? His sons and daughters. Think about that. Think about it. You are a son and daughter of the Father. The Father that is closely connected with the three-in-one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know what day the Lord will come. But understand this, if an owner of a house had known at the time, the night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect it. So, we don't faint. We keep watch. You, 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 you keep awareness of what's going on around you. You keep your awareness of who you are in Christ Jesus. You keep awareness of his presence in your life. You keep aware, aware of his Holy Spirit that speaks to us and leads us and guides us into truth. You keep on watch. It's, it's a, the key 
to as we go on to 24 and I I'm, I'm not saying I'm saying we are I am saying that turbulent times are coming and and uh, and you, you don't have to almost don't even have to be prophetic to know what's on the horizon you know it's and and God is saying that's a time not to faint keep watch keep watch and and uh, an amazing thing about it it's uh it's as, as we we are like his guardians of the truth to present God's love to other people. God may have you in your life make a U-turn and come back just to meet somebody that God touched that you never knew you even touched. And that and that becomes an encouragement to ourselves, right? So Luke 21. A lot of these two amazing chapters, Mark 24, Luke 21. <clears throat> When these things begin to take place, stand up, lift your heads, because your redemption draws near. So it's not about it's not about fainting or caving in. It's about being strong, having faith. Not a time to faint. Not a time to faint. It's it's a time to keep watch, keep strong, keep vigilant. And be the instrument in his hands to reach people for Jesus. Ephesians 6. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. We touched on that a little bit. Hey, I'm going to hammer this through. You know, it's not by your will or your strength or your power. Man, I'm going I'm to have... I am going to have victory over this. You're setting yourself up for a fall. I depend on your strength to sustain me through every trial, every difficulty, every temptation. I am, I am totally dependent on you and it's all right to tell God, I can't do it. But it's also right to tell God, tell God, but you can. You can. Luke 21. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that has happened, what is about to happen, and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. No time to faint. No time to faint. It's um, being a watch, pray, be able to escape what is about to happen. Stand strong. I told you this is happening over weeks. And one of the pictures, I think I mentioned it, one of the pictures. I had it just it came in beautiful color, and there was this large plateau of solid rock, and I was dancing, dancing on the rock. You know that that's why I pray for all of us that through the difficulties of life, we would learn about our deliverer, our helper, our Jesus. 
that is at a throne in heaven and that whatever the difficulties, we can have the joy of the Lord, whatever difficulties we're going through, have the joy of the Lord and we can actually be dancing. 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 Where? Where in this vision was I dancing? On the rock. Who's the rock? Jesus. Jesus is the rock. No matter whether you think you're in sinking sand or not through some difficulties, remind yourself, I'm standing on a rock. That rock is Jesus. He's my hope. He's my salvation. He's my coming king. Galatians 6. Let us not become weary of doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. No time to faint. No time to faint, church. It's, it's never get tired. Never get tired of doing the right thing. Opportunities to get tired, but the word is saying, don't ever get tired doing the right thing. And you know what? And, and I, I'm glad it says it that way because sometimes, sometimes doing the right thing will take an effort. And we can't be lazy Christians when we're called for that right thing to do. Don't, don't look back. Oh, that's too hard. Oh man, oh man, I, I know all about that because when God called me to become a pastor, and it was a direct calling, I sat and said, I, I, I didn't say these words, but I could have said these words, that's too hard. I, I can't do that. Hey, I can't do it has to leave our vocabulary has to be gone and shut out of our vocabulary. Because you know what? It's not what, how God describes us as can't do it people. I can't do that. You can. You can. And it says, do not be weary. So when that challenge comes up, you don't back off and say, I can't do it. You go to the Lord, who's your strength, your hope, your salvation, everything is. You take him and ask him, Father God, empower me to do what you called me to do. Very important. Never get tired of doing, I'll change the word here, doing good. You could also say, never get tired of doing his will. Because when, you, when you're operating and doing his will, everything in heaven is behind you to accomplish the task. Yeah, that was kind of funny when I said, eh, no, Lord, you know, I'm too old for this. And that, I got to go back to the thing, what, what I heard in my heart, hey, I'm, you're just in preparation time. You're just in preparation time. Byron, don't you know that it took 80 years for me to prepare Moses? And then at 80, I said, now it's time. Your assignment. 
take millions of people, face the greatest army in the known world, face the greatest empire in the known world, and you tell them, let my people go. You know, I, I think Moses was speechless. I think he was speechless. But what, in, in fact, he, what, he had a few words. He had a little bit of, I can't do it. Oh, man, man, I, I'm slow of speech. I, I'm not the best orator. I, you, you, you got the wrong guy. God said, no, I don't have the wrong guy. He could have said what he told Paul. You're going to experience who I am where you think you're weak. Amen? John, <clears throat> 1 John 5. Who is it that overcomes the world? It's you guys. It's you. It's all you. It's me. It's all of us. Who are those who overcome? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Only the one who believes. That's why, hey, go back to that. Who's the most important person here on Sunday morning? Not me. For sure not me. Not Todd. Not the pastors. Not the elders. It's Jesus. He's the most important thing anymore. He's the most important person to get completely connected with. Completely connected with. No matter what we're facing in 2024 and, and those early words about the turbulence and all this stuff. So it's going to happen. It, it's a remarkable... Uh, who is it? Uh, um, he, uh, there it is. Who is it? Timothy said, mark it, mark it, it's going to happen. But all the other scripture says, you can, you can do it. You can be strong. You can have faith. It's no time to faint. It's no time to faint. This morning, when I woke up this morning, the Holy Spirit says, you know, I'm not finished with this. I want you to end this message with... Um, Psalms 91. Very important psalm. I think it's, uh, we're overcomers because we believe in Jesus. We're overcomers not because we're strong, because he's strong. We're overcomers because he died and bled for us that we can be overcomers. Psalm 91. I think, I think, I think for some of us, we should probably read it daily, at least monthly, maybe weekly. But we should really understand the heart of God that David has used pending these words by the Holy Spirit of what, is, what life is all about, and especially as we enter this, what I believe is going to be a very turbulent year. Very. There's, there's going to be stuff happening that, that could mess with us, but it won't mess with us if we're strong if we have faith, and we say, God, I'm not going to faint. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to make it through this. I'm, I'm, I'm your son. I'm your daughter. And, and amazing enough, you know, you know I, how important that is that you're a son and daughter? He's, Jesus said, 
as the same way the Father loves me, his only beloved son, he loves you. Get your head around that. God, the Father, loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Think about it. Think about it. A portion of Psalms 91. We won't read the whole thing, but I think in closing, closing this part of our service, I think it's important to put this thing together. Be strong. Have faith. Not time to faint. Not time to faint. Surely he will save us from the fowler's snare. He will cover us with his feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampant. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by the day, nor the pestilence that stalk in the darkness, nor the plagues that destroy in the midday. I think that covers 24-7, don't you? In your waking hours, going about the day, and laying your pillow at night to sleep, God is working on your behalf. He's the one never sleeps, never slumbers. We need our rest. He doesn't. Because he's working and doing stuff in our lives 24-7. So yes, you and I, we can be strong in his strength. We can have faith of a mustard tea will even move a mountain. And there's no need to faint. Amen. I hope this is a blessing to you. I, it was uh, something building in my heart for weeks, for weeks. And I couldn't wait to bring this to our church on this first Sunday. I'll never have another first Sunday as an 80-year-old. But this is my first Sunday in walking into, I believe, God's destiny for me. And, and what he has for me, he has for you. He's not a respecter of persons. What he has for any of us, he has for all of us. He's an amazing God. He's the loving God. And in, in, in closing... This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Place podcast. God bless you. And have a great week.
This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I pray the Lord uses today's message by Pastor Byron to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of The Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Place podcast. God bless you, and have a great week.